What's up, everybody? It's Friday. Thanks for tuning in. I just checked Twitter. There's a couple of questions for Ask All Friday. I'll probably get to those later, and um, maybe even tomorrow, which sort of leaves an opportunity for any more questions that are going to be asked today to filter in. Um, yeah, I'm going to discuss a couple of things today. Um, I think I did catch up with everybody about the physio session. Physio session was good. Um, actually, I think I just did a podcast maybe on the way down to physio, but I don't think I did one after physio. But look, the, the session went really well. Um, there's there's just a lot of progress to be made there. And I think some of the work that we're doing, I think I told you guys we're trying to probably unstiffen my body a little bit. And a couple of things lead to the body being stiffer. First of all, stiffness is a good thing um, to a certain extent. So if you can stiffen your body up a little bit, muscles, ankles, joints, muscles, blah, 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 um, your running economy can improve. And so a lot of the stuff you're going to do in the gym might be, I don't know a lot about it, but I'm going to assume you can stiffen yourself up a little bit in the gym, get a bit stronger. Um, and as a result, that can improve your running economy. Um, but I don't think people ever sort of consider that you can become, I, I didn't even know this exists, but you can become too stiff. And then as you're, so when the physio is working on me and he's working through certain muscles, and um, mainly adductors, hamstrings, etc., etc., and he's saying, "Hey, like you can see, you can see here that this muscle's like too stiff, and it's lost, like it's like spring return action, you could say." So when a muscle's stiff and it's strong, you plant your foot on the ground. Stiff and strong muscles will basically act as a natural spring. You'll get like a return from them. And um, when the muscle gets too stiff. It basically hinders your stride length, but doesn't give you any spring return. Um, one of the things he talked about this Wednesday to sort of describe it was like if I he basically said, could you race a 1500 meter right now? And it's funny that I've ran like 343 for 1500 meter. But if I tried to run at that speed right now, I'd probably tear a muscle. And again, that's just being too stiff. Um, I'm very robotic. I'm very like marathon. Um, yeah, like just like a stiff robot, you could say. Um, and I, and it's kind of like it's kind of making me think back to all these times where, first of all, it probably didn't help that I played rugby for eight, six, seven months and then jumped back into um being a runner and running eighty, ninety, a hundred mile a week. And um, that that's probably a recipe for disaster at some point. And um, it probably doesn't help that after each marathon that I did in the first two years, I went out and ran six or eight miles the next day. I just never ever thought about it because um, I had a lack of knowledge. So it's something that I just thought if my body could run, well, I would run. And what what has basically happened over the last two years I already had a really good running economy, so naturally I, I'm probably pretty stiff and pretty um, efficient and, and pretty metronome and robotic, you could call it, in my stride. Um, but I think what happens is over time, 
with the hard training, with the gym stuff, with not recovering properly from certain marathons, you just get to the point where, like I've talked about, you're over stiff. Um, so the work with the physio is, I guess, to tone that stiffness back a bit. We might actually get to the point where, like, I take a step backwards. I, I'm not as stiff as I usually am. Therefore, running economy will struggle a little bit. However, if I raced 1,500 meters to 10K on the track, you'd expect it to be better because that range is back, that um, the muscles will be firing, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the ultimate goal is to find a sweet spot that we're almost like dialed in when, it's, when I'm doing a bit of track stuff, we bring the stiffness under marathon type stiffness, but then we know what kind of training will push it back in the direction of being good for marathon. But at the minute, it's just way, way, way too far in the direction of stiffness. So the good thing about that is if you can get it to a place whereby you're the person deciding where that level of stiffness should be, i.e., okay, physio and coach, right now we're going to focus on some track, so let's keep myself fairly not stiff to summarize. And then three months later, you decide, hey, guys, all right, now I'm going to do a 14-week marathon buildup. Let's get that stiffness back to where it needs to be to run a good marathon. But that's that's a great luxury to be in if we ever get to that spot whereby you're the one in control. At the minute, my body's the one in control because it's just became a big hot mess of stiffness. So that's the that's the work with the physio. It fucking hurts like hell. Um, and I really mean that. Like it's it's basically 80 to 90 minutes of excruciating pain. And I'm like, I I think I'm pretty good with pain. Um, I, I don't necessarily know how I became good at dealing with pain, but uh, maybe it's growing up in Northern Ireland and, and having the lifestyle that I chose to live. I fought all the time. I've had glass bottles broken over the side of my head. I've had my face kicked in three or four times and I've got up and decided to fight on. Um, I remember being a kid about eight to 10 years of age and when I would ride around in my BMX, the, and you probably all experienced this, the metal pedals would flick backwards every now and again and smash me on the shin. And even as a kid, I remember just having the mindset of like, I'd be about to cry, you know, I'd be about to like tear up and think, feel sorry for myself. And then I'd go shut up get on with it you know and or if I smash my funny bone I would use it as a opportunity to deal with pain basically pain isn't real a lot of the time it's just uh warning to the brain that you shouldn't be doing what you're doing so it's funny because when I'm on the table with the physio at first it can be a bit painful and then I kind of get used to it and then when I go run on the treadmill it's probably because my brain has decided to channel the pain and numb it a little bit and not feel it and it's getting your adductors worked on and lower glutes and hips and lower back is i can tell you it is fucking excruciating it's really really sore but i tend to just zone out and don't focus on it and focus on other things and that kind of helps um but one of the things i then i jump on the treadmill and then i come back to the physio table and i'm right back to being a bit of a pussy again and it feels really sore again, but it's all in your head. Like pain's all in the head. You can you can numb it. You can tone it down, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but there you go. So that's the work with a physio. Um, 
it's I think it's gonna make a big difference. I think it's gonna help a lot. I'm really buying into it, so that's exciting. I'm doing as much stretching and he, he recommended yoga. His words were, I want you to be the worst person at yoga in the room, but just be in the room, show up, etc. etc. Now I don't go to a class yet. I don't really know how that works in America. It's something I might do when I'm back in London for a bit. Um, but I've just been doing a couple of exercises myself. Um, so that's pretty good. Something that has kind of came up almost by sheer chance, um, or I don't really know, but we've started training with a few Japanese guys. Um, they're over. It's funny that the Japanese send people over, the coaches, the athletes. First of all, they can afford it. But they send athletes over to learn from the likes of Haas and his group and the fact that Haas has a 349 miler in the group and a 352 miler that's Edward Cesarek and Pat Casey and I guess it's worth coming and and shadowing Haas at altitude and seeing what it's all about seeing their system but it's funny that we don't ever really learn anything from those guys Um, and as far as I'm concerned I text Haas this morning and I said the Japanese are fucking legends and and I really mean that. Like you you've got you've got guys that can barely break three fifty for fifteen hundred or four minutes, but they can run between two six and two ten for marathons. It's absolutely incredible. And I feel like we can learn a lot from the Japanese and, and so I was digging around a bit just because they've been here and it's kind of brought it to my attention. But I've been digging around the internet and searching for like Japanese marathon training and, and shit like this and I came across a guy called Inabushi and I found his training online I've, I've god knows how I was probably three hours into researching this shit and happened to find a four-month training block that this guy did and what amazed me is that none of the sessions that this guy did like would be out of my reach and in fact it would be well within my reach like you're looking at 10 by k anything from 250 to 255 and you know like kind of stuff like this like 40 kilometer tempos at the kind of speed that I was probably running before Houston and I don't know if he was at altitude or sea level I mean I was at altitude doing those but the thing I did notice was this motherfucker I'm gonna say like (laughs) only because I'm so respectful of him like I I know that doesn't sound like I'm being respectful but I'm kind of thinking like wow you've got this dialed in you and and that's a compliment in the highest regard for me to say that like unbelievable but this guy runs 206 i think 50 something in like berlin marathon back in like 1999 i believe a long time ago but this guy runs big mileage like the japanese are known for running like maybe 170 upwards to 200 mile a week but this guy runs five out of seven days of the week at like eight minute mile pace now that's why I'm saying motherfucker, because it's like, like, he's just got it made, you know, like, like, here's me out there running at 6.30, 6.40, maybe someday 6.10, very rarely outside seven minute mile in, and I'm running 2.14, I've got probably, I think when I looked, I think he runs like 13.50, 29.02 or something like that, like, so I'm faster at the shorter events than this guy is, but what I don't get anywhere near is running 180 mile a week, right? So that's, I'm not, it's hard for me not to look at that and think, right, you you got to learn something here. Like if I'm going to sit and read this and it was the theme of the day, every, every 
second Japanese marathon runner that they mentioned at at some point in their marathon build up had ran like 175, 180 mile a week. Um, big day. Some days were 70k, which 70k is probably about a 40 or a 50 mile day. You know, shit like this. Like it's absolutely incredible. But <clears throat> I think I can learn a lot from that. Like physically, I I I read this and then I went out and ran and. I tried my hardest to run as slow as I could, and I think I averaged about 7.45, which is absolutely phenomenal for me. That's probably over a minute slower than what I usually average. But the key moving forward is that I truly believe for me to run faster times now, I need to unstiffen the body and I need to run more. And I, I think to run more, it's not like I was choosing not to run more right now. Things would just come up, hamstring problem, calf problem, you know, like sickness. So I think in order to run more, I need to slow down a lot. So I need to slow down and then I need to be willing to just go out the door again. So you can do eight miles this morning and you can run 7.45. But if that's all you do that day, well, then that's not going to work. Um, he, This guy was doing eight miles in the morning at eight minute mile and eight miles in the afternoon at eight minute mile and then eight miles that night at eight minute mile. And so you have to buy into the system completely because otherwise it's just not going to work for you because you're actually going to have been a fitter athlete before if you're just running at seven and a half to eight minute mile in, but running the same mileage, for example. Um, but what it got me thinking about was I, I, I think I want to be this guy that people don't want to run with because he runs too slow. But then equally, there's going to be a couple of days of the week where people don't want to run with me because I run too fast. And I think that's what these guys are doing. Like, it looks like this guy in particular and other guys I've read about, like that Yuki Kawachi guy. And it looks like there's days of the week whereby you'd be like, nah, I don't run at eight minute mile in, for example. Um, but it also looks like there's days of the week where there's a 40K tempo run at 520 per mile to 530 per mile. And that's another day whereby most people are going to be like, nah, I don't want no part of that on my Sunday long run, you know? And I think the only way that this becomes possible is if you really buy into it and you slow everything down and you're just willing to go a bit longer. So I'm kind of like, what have I got to lose? Like if I, if I were to keep doing my usual hundred to 105 miles per week, that would be like an increase. I, I know for a fact I would not meddle at the world champs. I'm not being negative. I'm not, it, it just is what it is. It's a fact. Like maybe I run 213 Maybe I don't go the wrong way and I get it right, you know, and I run 2.13 something. It's not good enough. However, if I was able to run 140 to 150 mile a week, no matter what speed I'm doing that kind of volume at, all of a sudden it's like, well, fuck, like, maybe. Maybe you could run 2.10. Maybe you could break 2.10. Yeah. But I just, I, I think you all need to think about this. Like, if this is a 2.06 guy running an eight-minute mile in, why as a 214 guy am I running at 620 per mile? But there's all different systems. Like I know that like Mo Farah and Galen and I know these guys apparently run at like 540 to 550 pace. Um, I think there's just very few bodies that can do that. And my body's already told me that it can't. You know, like I run at 610 to 630 and I run 90 to 95 mile a week. And I'm not always completely injury free. We don't get to the end of the week and think, well, shit, I could have run 30 miles more this week. Has like, what are you doing? Why are you not setting me more? Usually I get to the end of the week and think, 
yeah, that was a good week. I'm pretty tired. I'm pretty sore. Um, so I think there's only a specific body type that can do fast miles and, and log 120 to 130. And if you can, um, I think you get a good result from that. Um, but I do think, I, I don't think slowing things down and running a bit further ever hurt anybody. And if I'm going to run an eight-minute mile and, and I already run 214 for a marathon, if you run like 225 or 230 or three hours and you already run an eight-minute mile, and well, then maybe that's something you've got to think about too. Maybe you could add 15 to 20 miles a week to your training or more if you're just willing to slow down, you know? And that's what the, I think that's what the Japanese are absolute legends. Like, you know, I, I had a bit of a hamstring issue last night I put my running clothes on I was about to go for another run and I thought ah be sensible you know like you got physio the day before he worked on that area your hamstring it's probably just a bit upset and so I took my running gear off I could have went for a walk you know I could have went for a 40 45 50 minute walk but I just wasn't willing to that's what it comes down to it comes down to I wasn't willing to do it I also could have went to the gym and cycled or or went on the cross trainer or I just wasn't willing to um, and I think I think a lot of us are like that, and that's where I think the Japanese are. Basically, why I told Haas that the Japanese are fucking legends and they've got it made is because they're willing, you know, they're they're willing to out train the Mofars and the Galen Rups, and 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 you're probably getting guys that if they were born in Ireland and they jumped in the Irish system and they only ran sixty seventy mile a week as as juniors, and then maybe that progressed to eighty ninety. Um, and then when they went to the marathon, maybe 100, 110, they probably wouldn't have broke 215. They might not have broke two, 216, you know. But because they grew up in the system that they grew up in and, and hard work was drilled into them from a young age and they're willing to run 160 to 180 mile a week, they're all breaking 210. It's like it's like the norm, you know. 210 in Japan's like, well done. Like, now you've got our attention. Go run 206 now or 207 and you might make a team. Absolutely incredible. Unbelievable. But look, the Olympics are less than 16 months away. And I really, really want to be there. I really want to be competitive when I'm there. I want I want Irish people to be able to get a little bit excited about a good result there. I don't want to be 30k into the race and going backwards and people be turning their televisions off. That reminds me of like when you're in the stadium watching a basketball team and they're getting pummeled or of going to watch a soccer game and your team's getting, they're, they're getting pumped 4-0 and so you leave the stadium. I don't really want that to be the case. Like, I, I don't think I'm going to go there. This is this is for world champs and the Olympics. Like, at the end of the day, Rome wasn't built in a day, so I don't think I'm going to go there and necessarily be right up there and threatening for medals. Or But as long as I'm moving forward from start to finish, I think that's exciting and it leaves a little bit, well, how far can he go? How much ground can he make up on this guy, on these guys, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. And, and if you know that I've worked and been willing to adapt what I do and been willing to adapt my training to try something new, well, then maybe that's exciting too. You know, I think it's just a commitment from me to show that, like, I, I'm not stuck in my own ways. I know that my own ways have got me this far, but aren't necessarily the answer to how I get to that next level. And so I'm, I'm, I'm really willing to give this a go and get excited about it. And um, yeah, like I guess follow along. And not every day is going to be like eight minute mile and like there's still going to be sessions. And like, I think the long run should still be pretty good quality. And, and at the end of the day, like the Japanese do that too. This guy doesn't just run at eight minute mile and every day and then run two six. 
he's also been doing it for I'm sure quite a long time so I can't expect to just jump into this and my next marathon be absolutely sick but I don't know bear with me I'm gonna give it a go uh, and and I'll keep working with this physio and hopefully in the next two or three weeks I'll be able to get that volume up to like maybe even 120 130 for now um, with the plan being that possibly by the likes of the Doha preparation well then maybe I'll be up at 140 mile a week or something but I haven't just jumped that volume without being respectful which is why instead of running at 630 every day that speed's going to slow right down um, all right guys have a good day thanks for tuning in appreciate you listening bye bye now